In this episode, Diane is here. Hello, hello. And we are talking sin. 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 Yeah, you know, I've been wanting to have a sin discussion for a while for some reason. (laughs) That is a weird want. Uh, Right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And we pulled our various, like, three social media channels. (laughs) Hey. You know? You do you. As you do. As you do. Uh, We're going to get more socially active this year. That's a goal. Ooh, yeah, I like it. Yeah, so the few we have, we've pulled them, and man, do we get some good responses. Woo! Lots, lots of sins. Lots of sin out there. So this should be an interesting discussion. Thanks, everybody, for their contributions. We are going to read those anonymously later in the podcast. Why don't we take a break and get all into it? All righty, let's do it. Be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex-Mormon queer girl. Oh, okay, okay. Just trying to figure out her life. That's me. Diana's here. Hi, y'all. I know. You know, I've been thinking about that declaration you made. Oh, yeah? How does it make you feel? <laughs> I'm. It's making me feel kind of funny. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, I think that it's probably going to make a lot of people confused and happy at the same yeah, time. Yeah, you know, I have that effect on people. <laughs> Confused and <laughs> happy. <laughs> and recently, buzz cut. Yes. You just Crushed. cut the whole thing off. Buzz cut season. That's right. Now, did you do it? No. I okay. actually, so when I cut my hair uh, before this time, it had grown out all the way, all the way to my chin. Oh, you my goodness. You can believe it. So I took it back way short. And my hair guy, who, shout out to Nam, he's the best. <laughs> he was like, are we going to shave your head? I was like, not yet. I got to have like a, a stepping stone. So I texted him and was like, hey, do you want to be the one to shave it? Yeah. And he said, yes. So he did it. Gotcha. Professional buzz cut. Uh, as usual, we're going to have some yeah. dog barking in this episode. Not to, not to denigrate Shelly's buzz cut. Hers was also professional, but just not quite the same. When she shaved Oh, when she shaved yeah. you the first mm-hmm. time. That's right. You know, I'm going to let these dogs out because they're going to make me fucking all crazy. righty. Okay, I'll let those little assholes mm-hmm. outside. All is well. Um, well, with me. Yeah. But I was going to give an update on my mother. Oof. So the last we spoke to the listeners, my mother had fallen and broken her hip. This was in addition to breaking her arm about a month ago, or maybe six weeks at this point. Anywho, she's back in the hospital. Or like they, Okay, so she has been in the hospital. They moved her to some rehab facility, and I had this talk with her doctor. I was like, there's no rehab. Right. You know, I mean, they're calling it a rehab facility because the hospital wants you out there, out of yeah, there, yeah, yeah. as soon as possible. Yeah. Right. She even had OT and PT therapists coming in to try to get her up on her on her feet. I'm like, she she has a rod in her hip. She just had surgery. Every time you move her, her oxygen levels drops down to like 80. Isn't it too soon? Well, and it's like there are these long term rehab facilities. I worked in one for a long time. And yeah, it just it's also a long term care facility. Yeah, it's not really. And in her situation, like. I mean, let's just let's just go in and say we did. <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, I know. She's not getting out of bed. If it's a matter of checking a box to, to I, fulfill yeah. some sort of requirement. I like, guess so. I guess. I don't because know. now she has developed pneumonia. Uh, poor thing. They've moved her back to the hospital from this facility. Okay. She has too much CO2 in her system. And so there's some sort of machine or something that procedure that will hopefully remove some of that. Because she's super sleepy, as you can imagine. Right. Uh, so anyway, all this is going on. I'm probably going back down, I don't know, tomorrow or Oof. in the next couple of days. Oh, my God. Parents. So that's the update there. Yeah. You know, 
We I have know. them. I know. Well, <laughs> some of us. She's at the end of her life, right. which I'm prepared for. Mm-hmm. I just have seen her suffer lately, and I it's know. hard to watch. So I don't. Hard. I don't want to watch her suffer. I don't want her to suffer. No, I don't. No, you don't. You know, no, we no. don't have like a lot of shared love between us. I but you say. don't want harm and no. pain and suffering for Absolutely her. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. No. And I'm sorry that that's happening. Thank you. I hope that uh, this will resolve, meaning she will die quickly she will because pass away and pass away quickly. Whatever will happen will happen. Um, I hope she gets what she's w- Me hoping too. for. You know, I really do. Those people that really hold on to those afterlife beliefs. I there was a long time in my mm. deconstruction that I. I thought, whatever you believe happens after you die, I hope that's what happens for There's you. There's a movie about that. Really? It's called What Dreams, Dreams May, May Come. Come. I've seen with that Robin movie Williams. with Robin Williams. Yeah. yeah. And that's the idea. You get whatever you thought you were going to get. Yeah. And I, I think for... Now, for people that are terrified of hell, I worry for I worry for them. But if you think mm. you're just gonna, you know, sunshine yeah. and rainbows and go for Shelley's favorite, what is it, the lamb and the lion hanging out together? <laughs> she always is like, Do you just want to sit and watch deer all the time for eternity? <laughs> sounds real boring. No, it sounds real boring. But some people maybe that'll make them feel comforted. I don't know. Well, you know, in mom's version of heaven, there's wine. Oh, well, and okay. coffee. So Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, she'll be fine. Her version, I, I mean— It actually sounds pretty good. Th- those two parts sound I'm okay. I'm really hoping all the judgment she had in this life will right. be gone in the next life. You know, I hope she can oh, realize God. that was a waste of energy. If you, I was going to say, <laughs> if, you so to that, if you hold on to that in the next <laughs> yeah. life, like, really just, wow. Then wow. you've learned nothing here on your time on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get into reincarnation because you got to do it again. <laughs> maybe. Please don't be my mother again, though. That's oh all I ask. Right? That was enough. One yeah. one Once, go round was enough. Once is enough. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to sound callous saying that, but no, um, I understand. It was hard for me. Yeah. And I I wish her well on her journey, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That yeah. feels weird. I don't know what you want to call it, but I, um, I just don't want her to be in pain. And I don't either. I hope that that hope That's that a that weird conversation. Because I kind of yeah. feel callous even having this conversation. Like, what kind of shitty daughter am I to even have this conversation? But it's how I feel. You know, we're just going to pretend in this moment that it's just you and me because I completely understand. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't completely understand, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. I know. This is just, yep. this is the truth of how I'm feeling. Yeah. So. Today we're talking about sin, but before we do, I need to pass the offering plate. (laughs) (gasps) Okay, okay. Well, ex-Mormons are not very familiar with passing the offering plate, so let's see. You need to—God, they never really— What do they do? How do they collect the money? Well, so we pay tithing. Yeah, is it— And then you pay fast offerings. I think the idea with fast offerings is that it's supposed to go to sort of— I was going to call it mutual aid, but that's speaking mm. way too highly of the church. I think it's supposed to go towards helping the people in the congregation. Mm. But you never know about specific needs. Like, that's not— They don't follow up with you. That's not, yeah. Unless you're donating specifically to a missionary's mission fund, mm-hmm. you don't really know where it goes. Yeah. So there's not really a good analogy is basically huh. the long answer to that. Well, I'm going to be very forthcoming <laughs> about what I need the money for. Hey, so d- I think transparency is the way to there go. There you have it. We have been recording a couple of podcasts on the road, and the audio is just terrible. Poor Dan and I are having a struggle 
He, Ugh, you and Dan are perfectionists, <laughs> I tell you. He opts for more noise but less um, overproduced sounding. Sure. There's a sound that is created when, when you do too much noise reduction. It's hard to describe. Okay. I cannot stand hiss and background sound. <laughs> so I kind of err on the side of overly produced sounding. And so we just kind of go back and forth on it. You know what would alleviate all that, though? What? Better travel microphones. God damn it. I bet they have those. <laughs> they do. I was at Podcast Moving a couple weeks ago and was introduced to, like— the Tesla of <laughs> microphone, travel microphones. Amazing. They probably run about 800 a piece, though. Wow. And we need two of them. You have two people. We do. So hypothetically, you would need two. We do. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be amazing, and we will not have this problem ever again of a crappy-sounding road cast, okay. for lack of a better word. No, that's the word. So if you would like to support this cause— which I highly encourage. <laughs> Please visit latterdaylesbian.org slash support. That first donate button is a GoFundMe account. You can do a one-time donation. You don't have to get into the subscription stuff if it's not your bag. Seriously, anything you could contribute. If you like the content you hear on this podcast and you want it to continue, even when we're on the road— yeah, you want it to sound good yeah. in your ear holes. That's right. Please help us out. Please, right. please, please, and thank you. Consider okay. that plate pass. Okay, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> okay. Since we're all churchy, yeah. we should talk about sin. Oh, there's so many things. <laughs> when you're raised basically thinking that everything is a sin, there's so many places to start. Yeah. Well, okay, so I wanted to ask you about your relationship to sin. Okay. So, clearly— when you were all entrenched in your religion, mm-hmm. you definitely had a view of sin. Oh, for sure. Okay. And then when you leave religion, and it may take some years to yes. get there, yeah. you probably have a very different idea of sin now. Very. You may not even think sin exists. The only thing—so I've been thinking about this for days because you and I have been talking about recording this. And the only thing that I think I would—so first of all, I would never use the word sin. Right. Because just why? It's so churchy. <laughs> it's so weird and churchy. <laughs> But the only thing I could really think of is just harming other people Mm -hmm. is the only thing I would kind of classify as sin. And even that gets kind of nuanced and weird because we all have people in our lives where when we set boundaries, they feel harmed and hurt. Mm. And, like, we can't really control how they react to our boundaries. That's true. And so, but I think doing, like, knowingly harming other people is probably the only thing that I would classify in any sort of similar way to what I used to say was sin. Right, right. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. Now, what about you? Yeah, I've been thinking about it too. And I have an, a kind of a woo-woo, new-agey definition maybe. Oh, I like this. So I can't remember if I came up with this on my own or heard this somewhere. It's probably B, but I'd like <laughs> to think it's A. Yeah. Because, you know, I want to be like Yoda and pithy I... and wise and all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Should I do it in Yoda voice? I don't no. even know. <laughs> no. Please there don't. There is no try. Oh. Only do. <laughs> All right. So sin, I think, is that which takes us away from who we are, our core values, mm. our core understanding of who we are. So for instance, if who you believe yourself to be is someone that doesn't take advantage of others, doesn't deceive others, let's say. Okay. And then you find yourself in a situation where you do that, then that could be considered sin because you are not acting in the way that you know 
is right for sure. you. Sure. Yeah. Now, this is not a morality discussion. No, no, I don't think so at all. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's different for everybody, for sure. Right. right. Because only you can answer that. Like, what feels true for you? And how do you stray from that? And you can self-correct all the time. Right. You can be like, who is that? That's not me. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, you can make amends if you decide you've taken advantage of exactly. somebody. Or you, but you don't have yeah. to go through an entire repentance process. You don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to go talk to a bishop. <laughs> you don't have to go talk to a bishop. <laughs> you don't have to skip taking the sacrament. You right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think that learning that all of it is individual, good, mm-hmm. bad, neutral, whatever. Right. That there is no all-purpose answer for everybody is something that we all have to learn anyway. And mm-hmm. and when you are raised in such a culture and such a high-demand religion that says this is right and this is wrong, and there's no, there's no nuance to it at all. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't like, well, you can wear this— tank top, but you can't wear that tank top. It was like, you can't wear tank tops or, you know what I mean? Like there was no... There's still gray area though, I think in Mormonism. You can't wear that tank top, but you can wear a one-piece bathing suit that does have a tank top on it. It Or you could wear workout clothes. Sure. Yes. So So yes. Okay. So there's nuance in... This is so funny that I would even be saying this. People say that it's the problem with the church is the people, not the doctrine, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess that's more of what I mean. Is like there is tons of nuance with how people interpret things, which is what I like now, but did not understand and could not conceive how that was possible when I was in it. Mm-hmm. Because the doctrine to me, the rules to me seemed very black and white. Okay. So, yeah, I knew what I was and wasn't allowed to do and therefore knew whether I was or wasn't sinning. <laughs> I getcha. <laughs> Okay, so we've we've asked for participation yeah. in this discussion. We got lots of comments. Some people it was a little nuancy what's yeah. what was sin and what wasn't. Even though what you're saying is it's like coffee is no, alcohol is no, yeah. premarital sex is no, yeah. masturbation is no. The biggies. Yeah. Premarital sex and coffee. <laughs> right? Christ. What? <laughs> oh. Well, but it's still so stupid because coffee and tea is a no-no, but drink all the Mountain Dew you want. Oh, I know. It doesn't make any damn no, sense. No, it doesn't make any damn sense. And what about hot chocolate? I'm still unclear. I know. Throw, throw out all of the bullshit that I just said about 30 <laughs> seconds ago. None of it. I could completely flip-flop and say the total opposite now. It's just total. It's just a giant clusterfuck. It is such a cluster. So this this word sin— is just so steeped in religion. I only associate that actual word with church at this point. Yeah, I think I probably do too. I wouldn't, there, right. there's zero other context in which you would use that word. I would think that's true as well. Now, I still huh. am striving to be a better person every single day of my life. Yeah. It doesn't always happen. Like there are some days I feel like I'm doing that more so than other days. Right. But I don't berate myself over it. And certainly no one is there to say, well, you could have done better today. Right. You know, but it's something that I still want to strive for. So maybe the next day I'll I'll do better. Right. You know? Right. And and I don't like the term doing better or doing worse at being a good person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I I don't actually judge myself that harshly. It's just something that is important to me. Right. Like acting kindly, for instance. And my guess is that you're making those sorts of assessments and calculations about your own behavior and not what you're wearing and or what you're 
drinking, drinking or eating. eating because and and that isn't to say that we can't improve in those areas too. Not what you're wearing. I don't think that that exists because it's not a right or wrong choice. Right. Like I it's mean, just what you prefer. Don't go prefer. naked. Who cares? Right. There's no morality <laughs> in know. that to me. There just really isn't. We can all make improvements in what we're eating if we are not feeling the way that we want to feel. We can make change. But again, it's not good or bad. You're right. not a bad person. You didn't do something wrong mm-hmm. because you drank more beer than you like to drink because it makes you feel bad. Or well, ma- hey, you know, like your body has an instant punishment for that anyway. Exactly. So you don't have to beat yourself up because you're, you're probably going to have a ha- You're not a bad person. And that's the thing is <laughs> sin is such a pejorative where it's only designed in my mind to make someone feel bad, mm-hmm. to make someone feel scared mm-hmm. and fearful yes. and anxious. Mm-hmm. It's all bad. It's associated with all negative feelings and shame. And oh, yeah. Why? Like, why were we putting this moral judgment on every choice we made? Right. And that's like when you're judging every single thing you do on whether or not it's a sin or not, and the list of things that are sins is way bigger than the list of things that isn't, mm-hmm. like, you just end up feeling like shit all the time. Right. <laughs> it's so true. Okay. So what's the point of sin in the Mormon church, do you think? Oh, compliance and obedience. Okay. I mean, everything goes back to compliance and obedience. So if you're not sinning, then hypothetically, you are worthy of all of the things that you're supposed to be worthy of. Okay. And they make sure that they're getting money. (laughs) But don't you think, okay, I'm getting philosophical for a second. I like that. Don't you think that it behooves the Mormon church and the prophets and and the leaders to have sinners? Because then— Well, there will always be sinners because there will always be people that are not Mormon. If everybody had it all figured out all the time and didn't sin, then what would they talk about? Zion. (laughs) I don't know. They'd make up some new rules. But there will always be sinners because, number one, no one's perfect. And number Mm -hmm. two, not everyone will be Mormon and be perfect. True, but those general conference talks are not for the rest of the world. They're for Mormons. Right. And they do plenty of talking about sin in those talks. Yeah. I don't— They want there to be sin because then they can continue to tell you you need them. But I don't think that they necessarily want there to be sin. It is an an unacknowledged reality that there always will be. Based Mm -hmm. on their metrics, there's Mm -hmm. no way for there to not be. Right. It's not attainable. To not sin is to be perfect, and Mm -hmm. they do know that no one is perfect. Oh, you don't um, think—what's his name? Oh, I don't think Rusty's. Rusty? Rusty? No, I don't think that Rusty is perfect. (laughs) Although I do, I do appreciate that he told his fucking masses to get vaccinated. So mm. we'll see what happens. Although now a bunch of people are saying he's not a prophet. So <laughs> that's fun. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like believing Mormons? Mormons that are anti-vaxxers are very oh. pissed and believe that he is a false prophet now. Oh, I had not heard this. I know. Well, yeah, that's not, <laughs> not my area, but I'm sure that you and Shelly will be able to do a deep dive on that. Interesting. Yeah, the, the post that he wrote about it, I guess, encouraging people to get vaccinated and wear masks, there were over 12,000 comments on it. And so, like, the majority of it was people that were so pissed. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. But we digress. Yes. So, yeah. All right. I know from my mother's standpoint, fear has always been a huge motivator. The reason she wants me to come back to Jesus and not be a lesbian yeah. is because she's really worried that, that I'm that going to hell. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I really don't know how it works when you die, 
But if she's in all in her happy heaven place, is she going to have a lot of worry about what's still happening on Earth? I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't but think I so either. But I don't know. So I don't know why she has to worry about it. Well, so we talked about this when I was on last month. People define things differently. Mm-hmm. So your mother's belief is that being a lesbian and being in love with and having sex with a woman is a sin. Mm-hmm. It's not a sin to you. No. So it's like, I don't know. No, it's like, a celebration to me. Right? <laughs> so I'm like, I don't. It's called Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't understand. This is why I cannot have so many conversations with with members of my family or other Mormons that I know is because we just don't define things the same anymore. And right. sin is definitely one of those things. I define sin as if you are knowingly harming another person, and that's not what they define sin as. So yeah. they think I'm a sinner, and I don't, you know, like I don't, there's no reconciling Mm -hmm. that. But the point of it is only bad. It's only fear. And I fear and shame. I feel sad for anyone that is ruled that way. I know. So I want to talk about like what your first big sin was out of the church. Do you remember? Well, I started wearing, stopped wearing my garments and started wearing tank tops probably first, I think, before I started drinking. But I did start drinking before I actually left oh, the church. Wow. Gutsy move. Yeah. I mean, I, obviously, I knew it was just a matter of time before we left. So, so you, did, you were at that point already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I knew. I had known for years that eventually we would that we would leave. But yeah, so probably, probably clothing and alcohol. Clothing is—you're so owned. The church mm. owns you, especially wow. when you have been through the temple and you wear garments. Like, right. there are other adults I know that— they had never been to the temple for one reason or another, and so they didn't feel quite so constrained mm. over their clothing choices. But, I mean, I did. Everything was, like, your choices yeah. are so limited, and ugh. I remember Shelly yeah. saying that she didn't even let them touch the ground when on laundry day. <laughs> yeah, I was not like that. I was not to that level. <laughs> Don't let them touch the floor! Yeah, I do know people that are like that, but I was not to that level. Wow. Yeah, so that was mine, I think. Yeah, well, you know, you're not alone because we have had oh my God, so many comments <laughs> about clothing. Who knew? For me, I was on such a slippery slope anyway because I remember I first got drunk the night before. Okay, this is this is how old I am, y'all. <laughs> I first got drunk <laughs> the night before Charles and Diana's wedding. Ooh, wow. Right? I was in high school. Yeah. But I'm old. <laughs> no shame. My mother got me up. I had a friend over. We had a sleepover. And my mother got me up at like five in the morning or something to, to watch, watch that the stupid wedding? thing. And I was oh still drunk. God. It was awful. <sighs> Hungover. Kind of still drunk. My friend was totally still drunk. What did you drink? <laughs> uh, you know, my father had a big old liquor cabinet. And then no one drank it after he died. Oh my mother my drank God. wine. And stopped drink, drinking hard liquor. So we just had this, like, a whiskey bottle that had been sitting in there for, like, years and years and years. And I just swiped the thing. Oh, my God. Because no one knew. Right. And we were just mixing, like, rum, or not rum and oh, coke, sure, but, like, whiskey but like, and coke or something. Oh, my God. I think that's what we drank. Wow. <laughs> that's hilarious. I know. When we were doing some prep before, mm-hmm. we were talking about tank tops, and you mentioned tube tops. <laughs> so I had a tube top when I was in high school. And for the few people that are listening to this that follow me on TikTok, they will recognize this story. 
<laughs> because I posted something about it on TikTok. I wore a tube top and I wore like a cardigan over the top of it. Uh. And my boyfriend shamed the shit out of oh, me no. that I was wearing a tube top. But yeah. you were covering your shoulders. I was because I was like guilty. Like I felt bad about it, which is so absurd because I wore tank tops in high school. That was not against the rules okay. for me and my family and huh. where I lived, I guess. Like it was completely normal for us to wear tank tops. Okay. And so I wore this tube top, but I guess not having straps at all, I must have felt like it was a bridge <laughs> too far. And so I wore this cardigan over it, but I, I guess I must have taken it off or I told him or something. You know, I was feeling myself. I thought it was cute in this like little tube top. <laughs> he, Mormon boy, was like appalled that oh I would God. wear this tube top. I was a fucking sinner. Oh I mean, God. he didn't even want me to wear a tankini. It was like one piece. Now, why am I having conversations with my high school boyfriend about this? And why is this the way that it's going? But that's Mormonism. <laughs> if that doesn't sum up what Mormonism not, is, I don't know what does. <laughs> when your high school boyfriend can shame you and tell you what to do, that's Mormonism. <laughs> that's Mormonism. <laughs> yep, exactly. I love how your high school boyfriend's the boss of you. You're not even married yet. <laughs> oh, oh, that's terrible. Wow. So yes, I do know what tube tops God. are, Mary. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And I've never owned one since. <laughs> I bet you have not. Jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so before we get into some comments from social media, let's take a quick commercial break. Be right back. Okay, we're back. Uh, I want to thank everybody who participated. Yeah. Wow, we got some just amazing comments. So many. In fact, we're just not going to get to everything today. There's just no way. We're going to have to do a part two. Oh, love it. Or three. I mean, there's so <laughs> many comments. So we're going to start uh, with Patreon and Marco Polo channels. Uh, if you would like to have your comments get to the top of the list, feel free to join us on either of those platforms. Once again, that's latterdaylesbian.org slash support. Okay, that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay, so the first one I'm going to read, we're going to go back and forth here, Diana. All righty, I'm ready. Um, someone says, my first sin, in quotes, post-Mormonism was moving my girlfriend in and having sex before Woo! marriage. Way to go. I also had alcohol and coffee, but I did that while still in, technically. Rebel. So, all right, I'm going to interrupt one second. So Diana said that she's, Drank alcohol while mm -hmm. still in. And Did coffee. You, and yeah. coffee. And coffee, yeah. But you knew you were on the way out. Yeah. I wonder how common that is. I think it probably is pretty common. For people I, I to kind of know that the end is near. Yeah, and I guess it kind of depends on why you're leaving, right? Like, some people have really quick exits because they discover all of a sudden one day that Joseph Smith is a fraud, and then they <laughs> leave the church, and all of those other things kind of take a little bit longer to— be okay with because mm -hmm. you're obviously, as we're discussing, you're so trained to to be averse to them. But for me, like the process from start to finish took so long that I had dismantled the word of wisdom and stuff like along the way. Wow. So yeah, I didn't care. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised you were allowed to do some discovery. You oh, know what well, I mean? Yeah, no. You just did it anyway. Did it anyway. Okay, Diana, go. All right. During the last year I was still in church, I used to leave after sacrament meeting and go to the Starbucks drive-thru for a mocha latte. I would take it home to drink and then light a scented candle and burn the cup <laughs> in the wood stove. Oh, my God. So my family would not be the wiser when they got home from church. It felt wickedly delightful. Now my wicked delight comes from having amazing, mind-blowing sex with my girlfriend. All right. Way to go. That's a good one. That's a good one. How much do I love that the cup had to go in the wood I stove? Know, <laughs> 
I'm going to burn the evidence. (laughs) That's that's commitment. A mocha latte is getting really close to one of those Chino drinks. Oh, hyphen Chino. Stay away. (laughs) I know, right? Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Okay, this one says, my first sin after Mormonism was my fiancé, Brit. So, Brit is a sin. Oh, Brit. Way to go. Just as a person. I like it. About a month after she moved into my house, we found out we were pregnant. Two and a half years later and not married yet, we are still the happiest couple. Her family pretends we are (laughs) married. (laughs) My family pretends she doesn't exist. Oh, Oh, no. I'm not sure which is better. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Or which is worse. Oh, my God. All right. First sin was probably drinking coffee since people have a tendency to tell on me to my mother. God damn it. These narcs, I tell you. At first, I was worried about being seen buying coffee by someone we both knew. It took about three cups, and I was done being worried. And then my mom knew I wasn't interested in being involved in the Mormon church. Besides that, I'm a 50-plus-year-old woman. Why are people calling my mom? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but that's like something people do with, will do with no shame. Like, it's nuts. <laughs> You're going to tattle on me? Tattle. They're going to tattle. Oh, my God. Oh, I just had one comment on... The fiancé, Brit, and the family pretending she doesn't exist, and the other family pretending they're married. Um, my mother referred to Shelly just last week as my roommate. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Mm-hmm. That's still happening. Wow. Yeah, she doesn't have much breath from the emphysema <laughs> and the pneumonia, but she can still utter the words roommate. But roommate is less syllable than <laughs> special friend. Yeah. <laughs> so. She's going to muster the energy to say that. Wow. I know, right? Impressive. Okay. Uh, let's see. Coffee, this person says, drove all the way from Holiday to South Salt Lake. Is Holiday in Utah, I guess? It is. Okay. To be sure no one from my ward saw. Yeah. Yeah, you got to sneak the coffee. So if you go to like a coffee shop or a Starbucks or something, you can't do it in town. Oh, no, no, no. Because someone could see Uh you. Someone could see you. (laughs) This person says, I don't know why, because I had no friends or family in that ward and hadn't been for months. I guess been to church in months. Just didn't want them anywhere near my business. It was so delicious. This person says, shout out to Old Cuss Coffee. Oh, that's a great name. That is a great name. And I sat in the car and cried. Oh, oh my God. man. Traumatic. How do, do this? It's traumatic. Wow. Seriously. Okay, your turn. Okay, this one's kind of long. I'm going to sum some stuff up. But we learned a new term as we were reading these. Oh. PIMO. Physically in, oh, yeah. mentally out. Oh, yeah. And I guess that is something that is used commonly in the Jehovah's Witness community. Okay. But that could definitely be applied to many Mormons. So that's super interesting. Anyway, so this person said, physically in, mentally out, Jehovah's Witness here. Some things I do with my double life friends and some things are a complete secret. Double life friend sins include gambling in Vegas, watching rated R movies, including supernatural or demonic ones, getting drunk, the devil's lettuce, (laughs) half-celebrating birthdays and holidays, and swearing freely. Wow. Okay, yeah. Oh, we could unpack this whole—we could could take a whole episode. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so I'm going to reach out to this person for more information because I knew about, like, the holiday thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, and the birthday thing, right? Yeah, but— Wow, can you imagine growing up and all your friends are celebrating their birthdays no, and you're just that not allowed is a, to? No, that's a phenomenon that I would have to hear from someone personally Oof. about because I just can't, I can't really wrap that's my brain around gotta that. That's got to suck for a kid. What they said their secret sins include are political activism mm. to the extent that I can, such as signing petitions 
and going to marches. And I just, good for you, little commenter, listener, Patreon member, or Marco Polo channels person. (laughs) It's a patron. I just (laughs) am proud of them for doing that. Mm -hmm. That's so hard to, to feel like. To feel like that's a sin, it's not a sin. Let us tell you right now. Right. That is not a sin and good for you. Being an activist, going to marches, et cetera, for causes that you believe in, that yes. are important to you. How Aww. is that a sin? Okay, let's go back to my definition a second. Right. Does that take you away from your core value system? No, it no, supports it. supports it. So no sin here. No, no way. Oh, mm. good for them. Okay. Wow. This was from uh, Marco Polo Channels, and there's more to read about this, but in the interest of time, I'm just going to say going into a sex shop for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) That was the sin. Oh, that's a toughie. Yeah, I bet that was challenging. We got two in a row here with porn shoulders. Oh, there's so much about porn shoulders coming up. So the thing about the porn shoulders that I was thinking about is— it's that outward display, right? Because right. people are going to like if you post a picture or if you or if you do live in Utah and you're going to be around people that you may or may not know. That yeah. is a defining That's it's true. a differentiator for sure. You can drive miles and miles to get a Starbucks and then burn it in your wood stove and no one's the wiser, <laughs> but when you're exposing parts of your body that you were not before. You can't hide that. That's the thing. Like again, I said I had friends who'd never been through the temple, so maybe they had always worn tank tops or whatever. But when you were someone that people knew were wearing garments before, and then now you're mm. not, yeah, it's hard. And it most of the time, no one is going to notice. We know this, right? But mm, true. But I was the kind of person that noticed. So I just, sure. you know, I can't be that liar that's like, no one's thinking about you. Because uh-huh. I was. <laughs> <laughs> In and out, by the way, because now I'm looking for people that I'm like, ooh, did they leave the church? Right. They're wearing a tank top. <laughs> That's a real good question. Oh, this is more about porn shoulders. Uh, I remember wearing a tank top to a young single single event. Oh, so young singles adult. Like, Mm -hmm. is that a meeting? Yeah, young single adults is like, so you're out of high school. Okay. College age. (laughs) Yeah. YSA activity, it says. Uh, Right before I left the church and the stares I got from other members was crazy Mm -hmm. because of the tank top. I remember feeling really good before I got to the activity because my outfit was pretty cute. But when I got to church, I definitely felt uncomfy. Yeah. So that's a bold move right there to wear the tank top to this YSA event because wouldn't you know already the reaction? But that's the thing is that, like I said, I wore tank tops growing up. Like that was not out of bounds for me. And I remember one time, I was kind of throwing my sister-in-law under the bus, and I might have told this story on the podcast before, but I was wearing a tank top, and it came, you know, like right to the top of my jeans or whatever. So when I raised my arms or bent over or whatever, some of my stomach showed. And she had two young daughters, my nieces, who are now grown, and she said something to me about it (laughs) and, like, thought it was inappropriate that I was wearing this tank top. And my mother, who's defended me, like, three times in my whole life, defended me and in her own way was like, your daughters are too young to even know what's going on. And by the time they are, she'll be wearing garments. 
Like, that was her defense of me. was like, stop judging my daughter. And also, she's going to wear garments. Don't worry about it. Like, oh, my God. But I was allowed. That is one of those, like, nuancey things. Like, my sisters have raised their children, and I was raising my children to not wear tank tops even from birth. Like, okay. They never showed their shoulders with the justification being then they would never have to adjust the way they dressed or bought clothes. If they never wore them, then it wouldn't so is there no, be an issue. like— Doctrine and Covenants or church ruling on it for kids? uh, No. So when does that change? When you're ready to wear garments, basically? Yeah, I guess. And I'm sure, I mean, I know that in like the youth stuff, it talks about modesty, but it doesn't specifically say what What that means. means. So it's just, yeah. Because how do they feel about spandex? Right. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? Okay. Who knows? Or Daisy Dukes. (laughs) Yeehaw. Okay. After I left my abusive, narcissistic marriage, I turned full-blown lesbian. Love. (laughs) Love. (laughs) I told my family I left the church and started wearing fully revealing clothes. My family still looks at me like I'm nuts. Had a child out of wedlock, and I am liking every day out of my life of sin. Yeah, go for your life of sin. I love it. I detect no sin there. Wow. And congrats for leaving your abusive, narcissistic marriage. Oh, my God. Uh, This sin was wearing a tank top from my front door to the mailbox at the edge of my lawn in a neighborhood full of Mormons. By the time I got back inside my door, I had to sit down because my head was spinning and my heart was pounding and I couldn't catch my Mm. breath. Oh, my gosh. It took another six years before I learned what a panic attack was and that I had them. Yeah, panic attack, not sin. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right. Wow, just from going to the mailbox in a tank. Oh, my God. You know, I got to say, though, congrats for doing it anyway, even though it was, real, it was real hard. It is so hard. Why I is know. It so hard? Why is it so hard to wear Why a tank so top? Hard to wear a tank top. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Another one. The first mm-hmm. time walking out of the neighborhood park behind my house in a tank, I felt like everyone's eyes were on me. And then shortly thereafter, the bishop called me in to chat. So I guess I was right. Such a scary feeling at first, but now I love showing my shoulders. God Damn it. I know. So many. If this does not convince us all that it's a scam, I don't know <laughs> what will. Scam. It's just shoulders. It's just shoulders. It's just shoulders. Oh, we could be naked. We could. Be. And it would be, be okay. Let's be naked. <laughs> let's just be fucking naked. What the hell? Uh, let's see. I stopped believing in the church when I was 17, but still went because I was scared to tell my family that I wanted to leave. During that time, I had sex, drank coffee, swore drank alcohol, etc. I just recently, I'm 21 now, came out to my parents as bi and asexual and told them I was no longer going to church. Surprisingly, the thing that felt like my biggest sin since then was wearing a tank top around my parents' house. Modesty was always a big deal in my family, so I thought this was going to get the most judgment, wearing a tank top. Oh my gosh. Another vote for tank top. Another vote. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to like, speed through these and try to find something different, but I'm going to well, say them okay. along. Okay, to so be got, fair, though, I did what? organize them oh, in this, this way. way. Okay, that's fair. Because <laughs> tank tops were I know. charting. The, well, right, so we got another tank tops. We got another coffee. We got another coffee. Yep. Uh, last year at my uncle's house, we were having breakfast, and it's a hot mess. My cousin is there with her kids. They're all young, and everyone's running around and yelling. I was just talking with my cousin and husband, both super TBM, as I was having my delicious morning coffee. My uncle gave me a super ugly look. I asked what was wrong, and he pointed to my coffee. And I laugh and said, you choose to believe in Mormonism 
and I choose to believe in coffee. That's how I'm just going to say that because that's right? the truth. It's a new religion. Right. I respect your beliefs. You respect mine. He walked away from the kitchen, and I continued my conversation like nothing just happened. Also, my aunt asked for some coffee. <laughs> she drinks it in a covered mug so that no one knows what she's drinking. Well, good for you, auntie. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's great. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Good for her. Yeah, we've got more with coffee. You know, we're going to probably have to read some more of these on another episode. And we're going to dive into alcohol here. Okay. Okay. I ordered a glass of wine when I was on a business trip alone and had never touched alcohol, had no idea what it might be like. It was a Merlot, pretty Mm. strong for a first taste. I had a tiny sip and hated it, but felt so cool having the glass in front of me. I know exactly what they mean. You know— There's something about it. There's something to be said for creating an alcohol primer for ex-Mormons and other ex-religious. Because Merlot is harsh. Yeah. So, you know, if I were going to recommend a red wine for those starting out, it would be a Cabernet Sauvignon Mm -hmm. because it's fruity. Mm -hmm. Uh, Zinfandel would be a little too bold, probably. Uh, But yeah, Cabernet, some, you know, table red blends would probably be easy to drink, too. But Merlots are, I I think that they're real dry. I had to start with white. Yep. And now I hate white, but I love red. But okay. I had to start with white. Yeah. it's And coffee, too. Like, I had to start. Yeah. I put a bunch of stuff in my coffee at first, and I weaned my way down, and now I like it black. Yeah. But not many people are like Brother Ben. He jumped two feet, just, like, only ever drank his coffee black and went straight to red wine. And well, has and he loves it. But there you he's go. Different, different breed, <laughs> I tell you. Um, I'm, like, scrolling through these, and the one I really, really want to hit is masturbation. <laughs> put that on the t-shirt. Um, I'd, I'd hit that. Yeah. <laughs> because that is, that's a big deal. Like, that is such a sin in Mormonism for men and women equally. Yeah, that's true. And probably, true. well, it's not acknowledged for women because women don't right. masturbate. It's assumed <laughs> that guys will struggle right. with masturbation right. when, right. you know, no one thinks that women even know where the heck it is. Right. So being able to <laughs> reclaim that and dismantle that part of purity culture is a huge Deal. To yeah. not feel like you are literally sinning mm-hmm. and doing something wrong, that is a massive hurdle. So props to anybody who has taken that on in well, their ex mode. Right. Because the next entry was um, a recovering Catholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, give me an amen, basically, to the <laughs> masturbation <laughs> comment. I was going to ask if it counts that my exit from Catholicism started as a young teen because I had to masturbate. This Good person for them. Says. Good for them. Yeah. Also a no-no in Catholicism. I don't remember it being talked about in my upbringing. Yeah, because you can't talk. You can't talk about sex, right? Yeah, like you just like you have to. Yeah, porn. Um, Oh, we got some piercings. (laughs) 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 Yep. Second piercing in my upper ear, this one says. I'd always wanted one and would wear the fake magnetic ones. Oh, oh, I like it. Dip a toe in the water. Right. I felt really excited one day post-religion when I realized I could actually go get it pierced, and I went that night. I love it so much and feel like I'm finally expressing myself how I always wanted to. Oh, good for you. Isn't that funny about the Mormon church and those piercings? I know. Why? I, I don't get it. Okay, so they, I know. They only want you to have two piercings. Uh, yeah, one in each earlobe. Well, you can't get two in one and then not one in the other. Ah! <laughs> Loophole! <laughs> I don't know. We'd have to revive GBH from the grave to ask him what his preference was. Gordon B. Hinckley? Correct. Can't believe I got that right. You're killing it. <laughs> 
So, Diana, I think we should take a quick commercial break and get back into this conversation in just a second. Yeah, all this shoulder talk has got me flustered. (laughs) Ooh, we might need to take care of that. (laughs) Or, no, that sounded weird. Shelly, don't listen. Shelly, don't. I didn't mean it. No, no, it's fine. (laughs) Be right back. And we're back. All right. Last one we're going to read. I think this is a biggie, too, for a lot of people. Not going to church on Sundays. Mm. Okay. Beginning my freshman year in college. After a while, I'd only go to sacrament meeting. Then after a while longer, I wouldn't go at all. I'd sleep late or I'd go to the produce market or shop or just do whatever. Eventually, I stopped even thinking about going to church on Sundays. It just didn't cross my mind. So freeing. Yeah. That's a toughie. What, just not going to church? Yeah. So when I was in college, I went to Utah State for a year, and I lived in an apartment with five other women, and I was the only one Mm. that went to church. They were all Mormon. And I was the only one that went. And I was flabbergasted that I was the only one that went. And they were all believing Mormon girls who all went on to get married in the temple, but they just, for whatever reason, it's one of those things where, in my brain, you could not skip church. Like, that just was not a thing that you could do. Right. And I guess for them, it, I don't know. It, I think it was freeing for them. It was their independence to not go, and it didn't indicate to them that they were any less believing. Maybe mm-hmm. they thought they, maybe they felt guilty, and maybe they th- thought that they were sinning by not going. I don't know. Hmm. But it didn't get them to go. <laughs> I went to church by myself every week. <laughs> right. So, at what point, and we're going to read more of these comments when we tackle this uh, part two of this, but at what point, Diana, did you realize that the stuff you th- labeled as sin earlier in your life, or when you were a Mormon, that was just stuff that you enjoyed doing and it wasn't actually a sin? or what, did, hmm. Because, you know, some people probably still struggle with the guilt. They could be out of the church. But maybe they still struggle with the guilt of doing some of these things. Maybe they still hide some of these things. Hmm. Um, Maybe they just have a a complicated relationship with some stuff. I don't think that there was a light bulb moment for me. Like, I think that there were light bulb moments for other bigger beliefs, dismantling bigger things. But these kinds of things that we're talking about, I think it was just over time realizing that I didn't— None of the bad things that I thought were going to happen or the bad feelings that I was told I was going to have when I did these things, none of those things were real. Mm-hmm. None of that happened. Yeah. I didn't have a drink of alcohol and become an alcoholic. Right. I didn't start wearing tank tops and— Yeah, what's the fear there? Like, well, okay, so we can victim blame and slut shame and just bring rape culture into a big I time. I don't get assaulted— any more because of the way I dress now than I did before. Sure. That's not a contributing factor. Yeah. It just isn't. Yeah, none of these things were happening. If, Where was the lightning bolts, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, so it was little bits over time. I'm still shocked, of course, at times when I'm like, I can't think of a good example, of course, now. But when your brain, because of all of the conditioning, when you catch yourself having a thought or a judgment or feeling shame about something, and then you have to remind yourself, oh, wait, that's old belief. That's old story. Do That's you go not, through that still? Um, less and less mm-hmm. as time goes on. But for sure, there's still times when it crops up for me the most is in raising my kids mm. where they do something new, let's say, and my conditioning is like, oh, yeah, don't don't let them do that. Don't let them buy those shorts. They're too short. Or don't oh. let them do this and that with their friends. And then I have to be like, oh, wait, no, I don't. That's not 
That's not how I feel anymore. That's not how I feel yeah. anymore. Wow. It, it's fine. And and it can be confusing sometimes because I have had to learn to listen to my own intuition mm. and interpret that differently. So like before I was feeling intuition and I was attributing it to the spirit, right? Or some sort okay. of like, and now it's me. So I have to listen to the cues that my body is giving me too. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it takes sitting with myself and, yeah. and having to think about, do I really think that this is a bad thing, bad in quotes. Mm -hmm. Do I not like this? Do I not want them to do this? Why don't I want them to do this? Is this because I don't think it's safe or good? Or is it because of my past stories coming up and telling me that it's not what they should be doing? And most of the time, I can work my way through it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just taking like the morality out of these actions and it helps a lot. It helps a lot. Because for me, if I think about a definition of sin being separation from God, like a, th- a thing that you do that is labeled a sin mm-hmm. causes you to be separate from God. Mm-hmm. Well, then I think, but I don't care about that. Right. It's just not something that I care about. Right. So what do I, what am I worried about it for? Well, we can combine the definition of sin that you talked about in the beginning. We are God. We, yeah. we are. So uh-huh. if it is separating us from God, it's separating us from ourselves, which right. is what you were talking about in the beginning. So it all comes back to listening to our own yes. our own best judgment, and our bodies will tell us mm-hmm. what is right and what is wrong and when there's danger. Like, fear is there for a reason, mm-hmm. but not to manufacture obedience sure. and compliance. Yes, when fear is exploited, it's dangerous and yeah, and, and it's manipulation, and, mm-hmm. and and we don't want to be manipulated. <laughs> right? <laughs> We've yeah. had enough of that. Fear, we don't want to do that anymore. Fear is I'm walking through the woods and I see a bear over there. I yeah. better like go the other direction. Yeah. Not I have an eighth grader and they want to wear short shorts. <laughs> okay, <laughs> who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Or let's I'm, fix. Let's fix the problem. Yes. Not not my child's behavior. Yeah. Yeah. My child's behavior isn't the problem here. No. And what I, like me wearing a tank top isn't the problem here. Or drinking coffee (laughs) or having a glass of wine. Yeah, exactly. So when you have that knee-jerk reaction to worry about what your child is going to wear or the types of clothes they want you to buy for them or Mm -hmm. whatever it is, Mm -hmm. is it ever what will people think? Does that come into it? I have been more successful up until this point of dismantling that with them than I am with me. Mm. And mostly for me, I think it comes from like, I'm 35 and I have three children and I live in suburbia. So mm-hmm. not that there's a right way for me to look or dress, but sometimes I'm like, is this okay? And again, not from like a good or bad, right or wrong. Sometimes I feel like it's a bit much, but mm. that's my own. Like I have to figure out like how I feel. Like, do I feel okay in it mm-hmm. or or not in whatever it is I'm choosing to wear? But with my kids— because I'm very protective of them and have completely reworked my thoughts on parenting, I'm not concerned what other people are going to think about them because I will beat the shit out of anyone <laughs> that comes at them. Fair. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm better at having that dismantled than my own self, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I was so young when I was realizing that religion just was not for me. Yeah. I knew that I was a lesbian from a really young age. Right. You know, so I just was always comfortable with being a sinner. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, yeah. to be true to myself, 
I had to be comfortable with being a sinner in the eyes of my mother in the church. Right, right. I had to make that choice. Yeah, me too. I have fully, like, they will not reconcile, or they haven't yet. Maybe they will someday. Maybe. But they haven't yet, and my actions are very sad to them because they do moralize every single thing that Mm -hmm. I do. And I just have, you know, I can't control that. I love them. I think as best so I you can. Love the sin, but hate the sinner. No, what is it? <laughs> love the belief. Love That's the believer. Hate the belief. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with love the sin, hate the sinner. Yeah, <laughs> just I'm, kidding. Well, I don't, I mean, I don't hate in anyone. this context. I think I gotta do. <laughs> if we're still gonna use their versions of sin, their definition. Yes, yeah, I'm cool. With I that. know. Um, I don't hate anybody. Yeah, everybody. Just no, to put that out there. No, we are but loving people. We we are trying our darndest. We sure are. But yeah, I guess that's how it was for me that I knew I was a sinner in my mother's eyes and the church's eyes so early that I'm like, well, screw it. Yeah. If this is okay, then bring on the the drinking and whatever else. Yeah. The carousing. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we can all get there. I hope we can all get to, to a place where, yeah, you be comfortable. You, the individual, mm-hmm. be comfortable and do the work to get in touch with the way you want to live your life. I like the way that you define that. I think that's an excellent way because it's going to lead you to good boundaries and it's going to lead you hopefully to healthy relationships and at least a healthier relationship with one's self, Mm -hmm. which is a beautiful and helpful and healthy thing to have. Right. And why do we decide that certain things are sins, like coffee, for instance? You think about like how ancient a beverage coffee actually is and alcohol for that matter. Beer and wine, Super ancient beverages. Right. You know, fruit left to their own devices just <laughs> what fucking happens. ferments. I know. You know? Can't help it. No, it can't help itself. It just wants to turn into wine. Well, I know smart <laughs> historian people like Bryce know exactly the reason why Joseph Smith decided to outlaw it. I'm sure there was some political motivation. The church has been political from its beginning. Well, that is very true. <laughs> Well, it makes you wonder, and you know, you're right, Bryce would shed all the light on this, and we should probably do a quick Google search instead of just <laughs> hypothesizing. But it's like, you know, there was so much trouble in Illinois right. with Joseph Smith yeah. that maybe it was a Brigham Young thing. Well, we don't yeah, drink I don't anymore. Know. I can't. I don't I, know. I love that I don't remember. <laughs> Good for you. who fucking cares? Who does care? Who it's cares? so dumb. It's, it's so, so dumb. Stupid. And they're still listening to that. I know. As if it matters. I know. The thing that is so curious to me about coffee is that you have to ferment it for it to be delicious. Did you know this? The beans I, are fermented. Mary, where do I work and what do I do for a living? <laughs> But why? Why do they have to do but they that? They don't actually ferment. I mean, they have to dry out. There is a there is an aerobic drying out process. They're not actually fermenting, though. But isn't it one of those things that's also when left to their own devices, there's it some will, sort of a... it will turn into a coffee bean. So it starts as a cherry. I don't mm-hmm. know if anybody knew that, but they look like cherries. They mm-hmm. like are like a flowering don't eat them, fruit. Don't eat them like that. <laughs> but then you pick them. And then they are tumbled so that the husks will fall off, and then they're dried, and then they become roastable at that point. Look there at you me go. And my look at, look at Diana with all her coffee I knowledge. Know. I know. <laughs> Too bad it's such a sin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess on that note, we should wrap up this episode. Yeah. Drink okay. that coffee and let those shoulders free. <laughs> let them free. That's right. And go into those um, sex shops, baby. Sex shops. Woo-hoo. Do it. Do it. Uh, and all the masturbation. I'm yeah, I mean, a you big go fan. to the sex shop to get 
the toys yeah. and then go masturbate. Do it. And, yeah. And drink alcohol and coffee. Double fist it. Oh, my God. This sounds like a great <laughs> Saturday night. <laughs> right? Let's do it. I'm going to go back to Tuesday. I'm claiming Tuesday as the <laughs> like appropriate it. night like for it. that. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We're going to wrap this up again and get to more of your comments on a part two. Uh, meanwhile, let's thank Dan from Extension Audio. Thanks, Dan. Thank you, Dan. For leaving it in and taking it out. <laughs> I think it was pulling it out, Dan. Pulling Diana, it out? It was pulling it out. No. Leave it in, pull it out. That's not what we said about Dan. I mean, pull it out is better, but I think we said take it out. I don't know. No one will know. Remember, that's the whole joke is only we know when we've that's said it. That's true. That's true. Uh, and everybody, please steer clear of cults because they are no joke. No joke at all. Talk to you later. Bye.